Renegades. Check it out. I want to let you know something. Before I had a podcast, I so badly wanted a podcast, but my brain with all of its thinking thoughts was like, you don't know how to do that. And that sounds like a lot of work. Well, guess what? It wasn't once I found out about Anchor. Anchor allows for you to record your podcast. It's super easy. You just use their platform. They distribute it to all of your other platforms like Apple, Spotify, Stitch. And um, let me tell you, one thing I did learn, there's a lot of platforms out there and you do not want to sit around taking your time uploading your episodes one by one. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone. Right now, I'm recording this from my phone. Not to mention the tools like the music, like intro music and little sound effects. Like, how fun is that? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go now. If you're at least, if you've ever thought, I want a podcast, I'm telling you, it's really this e- easy. Anchor.fm. Go to the Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm and make it happen. I did it. You can definitely do it. Hey, you. Welcome to Modern Renegades. I'm your host, Ashley M. Kelch. This is a life coaching podcast. Yes, I am a certified life coach, and it is for the person who is looking for personal expansion and evolution. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will help you regain your sense of wonder and recognize your own wisdom. I got explorers, everyday warriors, you know, modern renegades, to inquire, seek, reveal, and live a more awakened, purpose-driven life. Let's get to it. What is up, my renegades? Okay, so it's late Saturday afternoon here. Texas yesterday opened up some um, establishments and things like parks. I think some restaurants might be open. I feel like there was some other, ah, yeah, theaters. I heard theaters will be open. Of course, like it's like a 25% occupancy, a lot of space between. Um, it will be interesting to see how this goes. Um, I'm personally in favor of opening up people, letting the people go back to work. Um, I think that, you know, I think this is a very controversial topic. However, my opinion is that of there is a middle way. There is some balance um, that also there's a lot of research and studies that show that the amount of deaths from unemployment rates, suicide, depression, heart attacks, stress, it, that number is like five times the amount of deaths that um, we will see from the actual virus from COVID-19. Um, now, I'm not suggesting that we open everything up. I think that we're hopefully, from what they're saying in Texas, we're in a position that we are prepared that if if we do see a spike in the virus, they're going to hit pause and put, and have people close down their establishments, but they feel that they're pretty well prepared to... Um, that our hospitals can can um, have have the resources and the beds and the avail- the space to take in anyone who's going to need it, um, allowing for us to see like you know if we can start easing back into um, I can't even call it a normal way the new normal. Um, our parks are open, people are out walking around, which has been going on here because our weather has been insanely perfect. 
which is a huge blessing that nature just keeps on being nature. Um, I can't get over how gorgeous it is. And it is wonderful to see people out and smiling. And I hope that over the next few weeks that it will be all for the good, that it will be a positive adjustment. Um, you know, personally, I'm, I'm not rushing to go out to restaurants or anything. I've actually really been enjoying this pace and the space in life. Um, there's sort of this small town summer quality feeling that I'm experiencing it. And I don't really want that to end. I don't think I was aware of just how much pressure I had on myself every day to kind of keep up a pace that society has laid out that um, might be a little bit more like counterintuitive to who I am and how I want to go about <laughs> my life. Um, yeah, I, I maybe, you know, I lived on an island for 10 years and I don't know, maybe that's, it's just me that I, and it's a pressure that I'm not interested in, in going back into um, or reapplying. Uh, this time has also sort of revealed to me how much time I kind of wasted in my day. I say kind of, but the truth is a lot. And I'm not, you know, I'm not mad <laughs> at anyone, me. I'm just simply, like I said, it's revealed like, you know, I could be a little bit more productive about um, how I spend my time. There was a lot of going and doing um and saying that it was for this work or for this meeting. And it was just kind of a lot of wasted time. And it's really given me this um, perspective of constraint, which I'm completely 100% embracing the concept of constraint with so, you know, there's far fewer things now in my day that need my attention or have my attention. There's just less and um, I don't have to give my time or energy to these things. And I can focus on what really does need my attention. The less is proving to be so much more for this brain. <laughs> so much more. Um, although I will, you know, admittedly, you remove all of the distractions and all of the things that we were giving our attention to and combine that with a global crisis the volume in my brain has been turned up substantially. I am not alone in that. That is actually um, something that everyone is experiencing right now because our brains have been triggered and it is showing us our thoughts and our habits, our behaviors, our patterns, where we are wired to go personally. You know, when we initially went into quarantine, I, again, like everybody, experienced all the fear and the uncertainty and the anxiety I actually let them take up residency in a way that I haven't before are they my favorite roommates not really but I have to say of all of my emotions these guys well they're they're kind of showing me um how I think and of course you know what I'm capable of like one night I was basically having a quarantine cuddle puddle with fear and he was telling us the story or she or they, whatever, was telling us a story about like Marshall's law and dystopian life and war and all the things and, you know, the things that fear basically has a PhD in. And I was like, dude, your stories are crazy and kind of scary. Like, seriously, where do you come up with this shit? 
And then anxiety was like, yeah, you're so good at story time, fear. You should tell us more. Like, I love the part when I feel like I'm being strangled and I can't breathe. And then worry chimed in and worry was like, that's not fear. That's me. Don't you know the word worry used to mean strangle? And anxiety was like, yeah, it used to. But then it evolved to mean harass. And now it means anxiety. And then everyone started arguing about whose story it was and who was going to tell it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to draw a bath because it would appear that that's the only place that really quiets the crowd. And then I remembered pandemic rule number one, equal airtime. If you're going to hang out with this crowd, then you're going to have to spend an equal amount of time with the opposite crowd. In this case, the opposite crowd would be peace, faith, I don't know, maybe some joy, perhaps some contentment. (laughs) And I thought, where the fuck are they? Like, why don't those emotions ever just roll in here uninvited? Why is it that my least favorite feelings are always down to clown? I don't even like thinking this way. It feels terrible. Like, where, where do all these thoughts come from? And, you know, because our brain likes to answer. It was like, hey, wait, is this rhetorical or... And then next, you know, I found myself singing, it was just my imagination running away from me. Oh, just my imagination. And then I'm going to stop singing because we all know that's not what I do. But I was like, wait, it's just my imagination. Like... And then my brain exploded, like exploded right there. Because all of my life, I thought imagination was used to play make-believe and pretend, but for fun, to create fantasy lands like we did when we were kids. And that it was just for kids. So I like, I Googled the definition of imagination. That's the faculty or action of forming new ideas or images or concepts of external objects not present to the senses, the ability of the mind to be creative or resourceful. Ah, man, you guys, it like never occurred to me that I was a, a, could have been using my imagination like so productively, Uh, B, that I've been using it to create stories that caused me to worry and spin the fuck out. That like as an adult, I have been using my imagination to create a world of worry. Now, I'm sure you're all like, duh, but stay with me. I'm always a little late to the party. Logically, I thought this thinking was like the primal survival human brain doing what it does to keep me safe. It's looking at the outside world for solutions or proof that what I'm thinking is true or false. And it's in survivor mode, right? Like it's, it's supposed to signal fear to find these problems so we can stay safe, stay alive. It's self-protection. I was convinced that I was being productive, but it was anything but. I was taking my circumstances, yes, very real problems and obstacles that have presented themselves from COVID-19 and a state of our economy, but I'm spinning them into very crazy storylines. And I started to see how my imagination takes, takes these problems but writes out like documentary war films with a splash of like Handmaid's Tale that just freak me the fuck out. 
and it creates emotional chaos, which stops me in my tracks. I get absolutely nowhere besides emotionally drained thinking this way. Now, hear me and pay attention because this is incredibly important. Your brain does not know the difference between what you are imagining and what your quote unquote reality is. Your brain sees the images, releases the chemicals flooding you with the emotions that you associate with what you are thinking about, causing you to experience it as if you really were. Do you know how fucking crazy that is? Like, really think about this. You could think about someone dying right now and bring tears to your eyes. You could imagine winning the lottery and feel a rush of excitement. If my imagination has the power to trick my brain into thinking these fantasies are reality and also dream up the impossible with extreme creativity, well then sign me up. This is exactly what I personally need right now because this is a powerful tool. I mean, you guys, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this, but if you heard some of the stuff that I was saying to my kids during the first few weeks, I was basically prepping them for doomsday, my sweet little babies. I was like, college? You want to be a music booking agent? Uh, yeah, music festivals like aren't happening for a minute and you should maybe consider knowing a trade or getting a job that is useful and needed when the world is ending, you know, like woodworking or become a nurse. And oh my God, can you like, thank God we have the internet. Cause if we lose that, we're done. We're so done. Maybe we should look into farming. Should we farm? Maybe we need land. Like we should maybe find some land outside of town. And you know, also you two, I need you to learn how to take care of yourselves because if something happens to us, what are you even going to do? Everyone's going to die and jobs won't exist. And the world is ending. It's basically what I told them. It's like, I'm not proud. I have to take a sip of water. Hold please. Not proud. Luckily, I was able to get out of that script. <laughs> I don't know how. Actually, I think while talking with a friend about it who has incredible insight, he heard me going on and on in this loop. And he's like, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but um, everything you just said about what you told your kids was actually something you were projecting earlier. And I was like, oh, my God. Um this is why it's important to get the thoughts out of your brains. Like you either need to talk to your therapist, put them on paper, get a life coach, tell a friend, anything, get them out of your brain. You guys, um, I immediately called my children and I'm so lucky because they're so patient and understanding with their mother. You know, they thanked me for apologizing. And, um, and then Nick actually went on to tell me like, he was already feeling pressure about his future and didn't know what he was going to do except for the few things that he did have planned and now those were canceled and there's a giant question mark in front of him and in my head I was like same bro like I totally feel you and I'm sorry that the adults don't have the answers either it's such a weird conundrum right um anyway Einstein says imagination is everything it's the preview of life's coming attractions. I like that. It prompted me to ask myself, like, do you want to use your thinking, your imagination, to sit around feeling stuck and worry about what the world has going on to dictate how you show up? Or do you want to use your imagination to dream and create a world that you feel good in? How do you want to channel your energy? To exhaust and drain? Or to spark your soul into some action? One thing I know for damn sure 
is that I don't want to experience going through COVID-19, economic fallouts, all the obstacles, global pandemics with any more pain than I need to. Making it worse with my thinking will not serve me, my family, or my future. I don't want to sit on pause and wait to start again. I want to believe that this is happening for me, not to me. Let's pretend we're writing a story about a global pandemic and we're creating the character outline for our lead role. I've never actually officially done this, so just roll with me. We know the problems and obstacles that our character is going to face. We aren't really sure of the outcome, but we're going to give it a good ending. It's going to be the perfect ending. We also know that this character is going to be a motherfucking superhero. Now, we aren't saying she's going to start a business or work out every day or write a book or be there for all the people who need her, but our character is going to surprise herself with her ability to overcome herself in the face of adversity. The viewer, the reader, the whatever, will leave inspired by this character's endurance and perseverance and self-compassion and faith that she displayed daily. We're going to ask the questions like, how does she show up if she figures out a way no matter what? No matter what. And how does she think? How does she feel? Let me ask you, when this is all over, how do you want to look back and tell this story? How do you want your kids or your friends to remember you during this time? Who do you want to be? Where do you want to end up when this is all over? Who or what is preventing you from believing that any of that is possible? When you look back on this time to tell your story about living through a pandemic, how are you going to tell it? Don't paint me a mediocre story of survival, y'all. I want you to imagine a character so far removed from who you are now and how you're going through it. Tell me a story that's so compelling and riveting that you can't imagine who you'd be not experiencing a global pandemic. A story that you know had it not been for these obstacles, such as COVID-19, you wouldn't have become the person you were meant to. A story that makes all this crazy worth it. And you'll know you're doing it right if it seems impossible to think this way. Let this be the script you write for your character. Let this be the role that you step into. Memorize it. Rehearse it. This is your story. You get to write it, Renegades. You are the star of your story. You decide how you want to think and feel. No one can take that away from you. Not even a global pandemic. You get to choose how you navigate your way through this time of viral uncertainty. Lauren Bacall said, imagination is the highest kite one can fly. And you know what I say, renegades? Let's go fly some fucking kites. Let's do it. There's no amount of logic or knowledge that's going to solve our problems right now. Things are very much not in our control and trying to think our way through this, those problems will not work. Your brain is just going to keep spinning the same story. And I didn't make that up. I just want you to know, because remember earlier I mentioned I Googled Einstein and his like 
theories of relativity and some of the other things, he contributes all to imagination. So that is my answer right now. I want us to imagine ourselves showing up every day like a motherfucking superhero. We are not the victim of the story. Nope. Definitely not. We're the star of this role and we have a choice. And no matter what comes in front of us every day, we get to choose how we want to show up. Who do you want to be? I'm not suggesting that's easy. But I think if you just start with that, and if you just remind yourself also that this is temporary, that the ending will be fine. You don't know the ending, but it's going to end great. And decide on purpose, like, how do I want to feel? When I look back, what do I want to see? Be deliberate with that. That choice is yours. All right, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. (laughs) Question mark? That's not a question. I want you to have a great weekend, okay? And hit me up, email, comments, questions, what have you. Let's connect. All right, sending you consensual hugs. Energetic. You feel it. Bye. Renegades, I'm currently offering my listeners and subscribers one-hour coaching sessions for just $125. Life may be on pause right now, but our brains and its struggles are not. Our brains are actually in overdrive. You feel like you can't control anything that's going on? including your emotions, and you're freaking out. I will guide your mind from feeling fucked to loved in just an hour. Let's not miss the chance to learn how to love our minds during this downtime. Renegades, we can do this together. I've got you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd really love it if you'd head on over to Apple, Spotify, you know, whichever app, platform you like to listen on, and drop me a review, preferably a really good one with like five stars. What can I say? Ask for what you want. That's what I'm doing right now. And you need to head on over to the website. This is where you can sign up for the coaching hour on my homepage. And what's really great is that as soon as you get there, a cute little pop-up is going to come on and it's going to be a banner that says, hey, subscribe to the weekly newsletter. All you have to do is go to www.ashleymkelsch.com. Plug your name in there. You don't want to miss my weekly type five things. They're kind of fun. You're kind of fun. So let's have fun. All right. Talk to you soon.